Today I'm interviewing Jake. He's an Australian national and the reason I've started this podcast. Jake came to Austria for me and ended up applying for the red, red, red card. He shares his experience of doing visa runs and almost getting deported by the BFA. I hope you enjoy listening. Immigration Stories Austria. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Please quickly introduce yourself and tell everyone why you're here. Hey, I'm Jake. I'm here to tell my story about how I moved to Austria from Australia about a year ago. Okay, great. Why did you want to move to Austria? Uh, I wanted to move because my girlfriend lived in Austria. And you decided just to go? Uh, yeah, she invited me. We hadn't um, been able to live together for a while, so it was a good opportunity to come to a new country. Um, and it seemed like a good idea. Great. And uh, what's your profession? Was it easy for you to move your whole work life over? Uh, I work as a software engineer, so it's reasonably easy to work from anywhere. There's always a lot of jobs in all most countries um, to work as a software engineer, so it's easier to pick up professionally and move somewhere else. So I guess as a software engineer, you probably have the advantage of not having to move into a different speaking country and then immediately learn a new language and work in that language because... Software development is mostly in English, right? Yeah, English is very common for a lot of software engineering jobs. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't any trouble finding a job here, was there? Uh, no, everyone was interviewing in English. Um, German was never really a requirement for the work that um, for any of the jobs that I applied. Okay, great. So what type of visa are you on? And do you want to quickly explain the process you had to go through to get it? Um, sure, I'm on a red, white, red card. Um, I applied for it myself. Um, for a few of the companies I interviewed at, they offered that they would handle it for me, but this one, um, they recommended that I um, handle the process just in case I wanted to um, change visas in the future so that I'd be familiar with the process. And it was a small company, so they had uh, limited time to handle it themselves, really. Okay, so did he give you a quick run-through of the process, what you had to do, or did you fill out any forms previously? Um, so, yeah, they gave me an idea. They had been through this process with some of their other employees of what was required. Um, yeah, okay, so they gave you forms, and then you had to hand them in yourself at the, um, at the governmental agencies, right? Um, yeah, for sure. There was forms to fill out. It was... Uh, Things such as my professional history, um, my passports, my birth certificates, uh, just general documentation about myself. Um, they wanted me to apply from Australia, but I was uh, living in Austria at the time. So you uh, applied for the visa while you were already here in While Austria. I was already in Austria. Um And I wasn't really planning on flying back to Australia. That would have been a bit expensive. And COVID was happening at the time, so it wasn't really an option anyway. Um, it took a little bit of arguing, but we uh, managed to get them to um, do the interviews, allow me to submit the documents at um, within Austria. Where did you submit your documents then in the end? Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> you submitted them in St. Pölten, right? St. Pölten. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. So basically in the visa process, you had to submit in St. Pölten because you're registered. I was in registered in Lower Austria. Lower Austria. Yeah. Because your work is in Vienna, right? Uh, yes, that is right. Okay. So you had to submit your visa where you're living um you where you're my address is registered yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's uh so it's not related to where your work's registered but you as no, a, where I as a person living, are registered yeah. mm-hmm. so you didn't have to go through emma 35 that's really good right yeah um so you're on a red 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 card you had to submit all your visa uh, forms and all the documents in st Poten and um how long is it valid for and how much did it cost um, it cost me a little over a hundred euros, um, and this uh, is valid for a year. I have to renew it after, um, and it only applies for the current uh, company I work at. So if I was to change to a different company, I would have to go through some of the process again, mm-hmm. and then redo it in St. Patton, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So did your employer supply you with any any guidance through there? They just gave you a form, right? Or um, was no, anything no, else? They, they gave me the forms. They walked me um, through the whole form. Um, and yeah, they were, they were really good. They told me each time that I could contact them whenever if I had issues with um, the agents I was working with or if I didn't know anything about the process. So um, yeah, they were very available to me. They were really good about it. Mm-hmm. And considering your background, you're from Australia, right? So all your documentation was already in English. Did you have to go to, through a translator, a notary, to supply any documentation? Um, no, there wasn't any translation required for it. Um, yeah, they were fine with all the English documentation. That seems really easy. Great. Um, and how long did your visa take to come through? Um, it took quite a while. Uh, I think it was um, yeah, almost half a year. I think it was about six months. Mm-hmm. Was this? Did it take you a long time to find a job here? Um, not particularly. Like most of the time, was actually just waiting for the visa after I secured a job. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Considering it took almost half a year for the visa to come through, um, how did you manage to stay in Europe then for this long without going back to Australia? Yeah, so the Australian, I was on a tourist visa while I was here, um, which basically allowed me to stay for half a year um, within Austria. Um, And then for half the time I could... The tourist visa is only for 90 days usually. Yeah, it's 90 days within a 180-day period. Um, yeah, so within that time, I was had to basically go to countries outside of the Schengen area. Um, so for a lot of it, I just did a bit of traveling to visit countries nearby that I hadn't really got the chance to visit some more. So we spent time in uh, Croatia. Um, the UK is out of Schengen, so went uh, there for a while and to the to Cap Verde um, for a while. Mm. But Croatia is joining the Schengen area in 2023, right? Yeah, so there was uh, some problems with Croatia. Um, 
I actually didn't get stamped while leaving Croatia once, which caused a bit of a problem. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was called uh, to come to the police station. I thought it was uh, time for my visa to be given to me, but instead uh, they told me I'd overstayed my visa and I had to leave the country. Oh, wow. That must have been drastic. Yeah, so... um, I didn't realize at the time. I thought I argued with the police a bit that, uh, that they were just wrong, but that doesn't get you too far, just arguing with police. Um, so I ended up going home and my girlfriend helps out since she speaks German. Um, she was managed to argue a little bit better with the police than I could. And it still took a few days, but it ended up getting sorted out. And that was just a normal police or was there anyone else involved? Like, did you have to consult your visa agency again? Um, Yeah, like we talked to my visa agent um, and they pointed out about the stamp that I was missing, where the confusion came from, where they thought that I was in Austria for this time um, and was overstaying. Um, But, uh, yeah, they were well a bit busy I guess and couldn't really contact so how did you get sorted out <laughs> um I, I don't really know we we argued for a few days and then after a couple of days the police told us that it was fine and they were wrong and so you had to submit more evidence I assume right you had to admit um bus tickets or flight tickets that the dates you claim were right actually match. yeah yeah we we sent um a lot of documentation to him about our travel and where we were on each dates for the whole time i was on the tourist visa um and then they matched that to your passport yeah they matched it to my passport somewhat since uh i mean there was the missing stamp date where most of the confusion came from but um yeah in the end with the documentation we had with the flights and bus trips um they agreed that, yeah, my travel times were fine. Okay, and then you didn't know a studio visa and you had to prove that to the visa agent and the BFA, I assume? Um, yeah, it was mostly proving it to the BFA. My visa agent um, seemed to be fine with the dates that I had mm-hmm. been um, And saying. the BFA is the Deportation um, Office of the Police Department. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. That must have been uncomfortable dealing with them. Yeah, it was a stressful couple of days. <laughs> Uh, didn't really want to fly back to Australia um, just before I was about to get my visa. <laughs> yeah, that would have been annoying. Okay, um, do you quickly want to tell everyone what the 90-day visa, how does it work? Um, yeah, so in a 180-day period, uh, I'm allowed to be in the Schengen area for 90 days of that time. So it's not continuous, I can come and go. Um, outside of Schengen as much as I want during that time it just matters for any 180 day period I can only be in Schengen for 90 of those days Mm -hmm. so it's a window of time that moves within the frame it doesn't automatically renew after 180 days exactly yeah so it's just a moving window for any 180 day period okay interesting yeah um did any of your visa agents or any of your, like, did anyone help you at the um, at the governmental agencies? Um, 
so uh, they were nice. We we did have to contact them a few times, and I think they were like pretty helpful when we did. Um, the main issue was they don't really speak English, so it was uh, somewhat difficult sometimes for me talking to them. Um, but again, my girlfriend speaks uh, German, so she helped out with that quite a lot as well. Okay, so um, what was the most stressful event throughout your process, I'm assuming? Um, th- this These days when I was going to get deported, I think, was the most <laughs> stressful part of it. Lucky you didn't. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a pretty expensive trip, but yeah, we got lucky that that worked out. Mm-hmm. And did you think the whole process was straightforward, or was it confusing for you? Um. There were some confusing parts, but I, I think mostly it was pretty straightforward. Um, there were like some parts that were not great, like we were asked for documentation that I didn't originally have on there that like wasn't required, um, wasn't asked for at the start. Like, like what? Um, like I had to provide um, letters from my previous employers that I had worked with them and like what times I'd worked with them. Um, and they asked for this with a pretty short time frame and short notice. Ah, that must have been awkward uh, talking yeah, to like employees. Yeah, contact employers that I'd worked for um, years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to get that confirmation back to me very quickly as well. But um, yeah, they were good. It worked out, which I felt like was a bit of luck. But um, yeah, that was a bit stressful waiting for that as well. Because if it didn't come through, I would have had to extend the visa time quite a bit mm, okay so you didn't initially know all the documents that were needed and they succinct, uh, successfully like messaged you somehow to um, um yeah, to provide yeah. you with more yeah they asked for um, a couple of extra things I think they also asked for um, my, my travel history for my um, tourist visa while I'd been in uh, while I'd been applying for the visa as well so that was like towards the end of it they wanted um, just the history while I'd been there mm-hmm. and not your previous travel history or that um, as well no I, I don't think they needed any of my previous travel history um, so just the time you actually spend in Europe applying for the visa okay yeah that was all is there anything in the whole process you would like to see changed in the future to make it a bit less stressful? Um, yeah, I, I guess a bit more clarity um, about what I might be needing, uh, extra documentation like that possibly might be asked for. Um, it'd be nice if they were speaking English as well. Mostly it was just German, which uh, I'd assume people coming from other countries might not have the best German when they're applying. So some other mm. <laughs> languages to, you know, support that would be good. Um, yeah, those are the main changes, I think. Okay, cool. And, um, I mean, you... It took the whole process from you coming here to you actually getting a visa quite a few months, right? Um, yeah, it was about half a year uh, waiting for that visa to be processed. Yeah, I'm assuming that must be really annoying for your employer as well, not knowing when you can start. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I mean, that was up in the air the whole time. Uh, they didn't seem too concerned. They were really good about it. But, yeah, I could imagine for jo- some jobs that might be a bit stressed not knowing when employees are actually going to start. And you had to financially support yourself throughout the whole period just waiting around yeah, for like, a visa? Yeah, like, I mean, I was on a tourist visa. I can work here during this time. So, um, yeah, I just had to support myself. And just waiting. And wow. just waiting, yeah, a bit of an extended holiday while I wait (laughs) (laughs) well at least you made use of the time great um any any advice you would give to anyone starting the process now um I, I think yeah if you can like to reach out to people who have been through the process would be really helpful to just to be aware um of what things might be asked for of how it might progress um yeah, that's the main one, just being aware of what might happen. Okay. So listen to more podcast episodes. Great. Yeah, thank you sure. so much. Uh, and thank you for being on the podcast. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you know someone or even are someone whose story needs to be told, please message me under immigration.stories.austria at gmail.com. You can also find the email address in the show notes. Immigration Stories Austria.